and we're live here on Facebook. And uh, welcome to all those listening on podcast land. Uh, looking forward to this week's show. Uh, Rich, how you doing, buddy? You know, not too bad for a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, because this is the last week I actually have to work Saturdays. So we should be back at our normal time. Awesome. So. All right. So, Mike, let's go ahead and give the give the folks a rundown of what we'll be uh, discussing tonight. Um, so a uh, little bit of talk with about the NFL as uh, we had some players changing teams and and or restructuring their deals to be a little bit more team friendly and maybe even talking a little bit about Russell a uh, Russell Wilson trade yeah yeah what, what else are we gonna be talking about Mike well we as always we have the NASCAR corner uh, baseball talk we have some NCAA tournament and we'll hit some quick hits here at the end as well and maybe have some NBA stuff if we want to I guess if there's time. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that and more. Rich, do you know what it's time for? I think it's time to roll that intro, but I know you enjoy saying it more, so go ahead, Mike. Oh, it's okay. You said it. You said it quite okay. fine. I mean, okay. if you want to give me a little bit uh, more enthusiasm on this take, ready? And... Is, is it time to roll that intro? Maybe. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So, Rich, uh, before we get into those headline topics, there's one more thing we gotta do. That's right. We got to talk about our weekly poll question. We're getting toward the end of our movie poll list before we got to rank all these winners. Now, Rich, if uh, if people don't know where to find the poll question, where should they go? Uh, they can go over to Fans of Balls and Sticks, uh, which is on the Facebook. Yeah. So, folks, if you're listening right now and you want to be a part of this, Head over to facebook.com slash fans of balls and six. Uh, and uh, you can see Rich and I's pretty faces and uh, join in the conversation where you can also, uh, you know, vote in our poll questions. So, Rich, this week's poll question was Winter Olympic movies, excluding movies that pertain to hockey because those had their own separate category. They did. So, remind the folks again what the options were for this week's poll. Uh, we have the, the Cutting Edge, Ice Princesses, Cool Runnings, I, Tanya, Eddie the Eagle, and Blades of Glory. Okay. Rich, before we tell the people who won, uh, by the way, if you don't know who won, you obviously didn't vote. Uh, but before we tell them who won, uh, who did you vote for? I voted for Cool Runnings, but I was tempted to vote for Blades of Glory. Mm. Okay, I, 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 I can see I that. Think if, I would have gone for Blades of Glory if there was less... Um, I, I didn't like the, I guess, kind of like the villains, I guess, of the film as much. The Amy Poehler and I don't remember the other guy. The Her uh, her male counterpart as a in the... Um, in the Paris figure skating duo, but I, I just didn't, I didn't like the premise of their character that much. Yeah. I think that I, took away from the movie. I think I've only seen it once, honestly. Um, but I, I, me too. Yeah. Me too. It, it's not one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. I will say I voted for, uh, cool runnings as well. As did, uh, you know, five or four other people or three other people besides you and me. Uh, mm -hmm. It is the runaway favorite this week, uh, as the um, as they win. 
five to one to zeros. Uh, I, Tanya, Eddie the Eagle, Blades of Glory, and Ice Princess is all tied for last with zero votes. Cutting Edge got one vote, Josh Couture. Josh, you might need to explain that one to us. Toe pick? I don't know. I, I've, I've never heard of the movie, let alone seen it. So, interesting pick there, Josh. Toe pick? Um, okay. And then so, Cool Runnings wins, yeah. Cool Runnings wins, yes. Are, are you so, surprised? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Sanka, you dead? Hmm? Sanka, you dead? Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> All right, so we're going to stay with the Olympics or Olympics-type sports as um, our Summer Olympics will be Foxcatcher, Race, Unbroken, Raising the Bar, and Chariots of Fire. Okay. And uh, just like we did last week, we will have the option open that you can add a movie to the list. Have you seen any of if those movies? Um, I've seen one of them, and I own one of them. I own a second one from that list, but I have not watched it yet. Okay. So I'm going to try and do that before I make my final decision for a vote. Okay. I might try to watch one of these races or movies. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, we're moving on to the Summer Olympics, and after that, it's time to head over to the gridiron because we have a few things to talk about. Um, you want to talk about the players first, or that thing I added at the bottom? We'll we'll go with players first. Okay, okay. Um, so Big Ben has restructured his contract with the Steelers in order to save them. What was it, five or ten million dollars this year? Um, uh, making it so he's only making fifteen million dollars. Yes, I believe it was. I'm looking at a story. Right now, I guess he saved. He probably saved him five or five million. That's what it was. He saved him five million because he was scheduled to get twenty million next year. He's only getting fifteen. Only fifteen. I I mean, yeah, this is not like a straight up gift to the Steelers, as uh, as Drew Brees gave a complete gift to uh, the Saints. I mean, we all understand that the reason he did it was because he's retiring and it changes how much uh hangover money is is left on the contract mm-hmm. i get that but uh you know big ben he's coming back good good move or bad move good move i, th- I think okay. good move i think that with the current landscape i'm not sure if there are too many more teams where that that would have taken approach like philip rivers got with the Colts to play maybe one or two more years. There really isn't that team out there this year that's looking for that, maybe not a bridge quarterback, but maybe a veteran quarterback to to maybe kind of keep the seat warm until they decide what they want to do long-term with a QB position like the Colts did last year. Yeah. Um, Plus, I, can you really see Big Ben playing in any other uniforms? Could you see Tom Brady playing in any other uniform until this year? No, probably not. So I don't look at it that way. Um, It's a business. Um, Ben and the team and Mike Tomlin have all kind of hitched their wagon to each other for years. Um, And it's nice to see that as much as we wouldn't agree, I don't think it's the best business decision it's a family decision. And sometimes you let dad continue to run the business uh, or at least have the title of running the business even when uh, it doesn't feel good. And so it, it, Ben still has something to offer. Obviously, they think so. Um, but what really do you, I mean, I, I don't think we see the Steelers do another... I, I don't think we see them go under. Uh, we they they go without a, a loss until I mean I think three maybe four weeks into the season they have a loss. Okay. They're not going to be the same team. But so are they a are they a playoff contender with Big Ben still under center? I think you still have to say yes. Okay, Big Ben if is they, good. 
if you take Big Ben out of the picture, or they, because I, I don't mean he was still under contract. He just restructured right. it so right. they'd have more money to spend. Right. So the question becomes, uh, well, he he restructured so that they'd have more money to spend so they don't cut him. Because if they cut him, then it changes the amount of money he's owed and how much goes on the act, how much is dead mm-hmm. cap and all that. So it changes it, and he basically saved them the same amount that them cutting cutting him would have, is from my understanding. Uh, if he gets cut, he still gets $15 million, uh, unless he gets picked up by another team and then blah, blah, blah. But uh, so he is still – I mean, he saved them the same amount of money that they would have if they cut him. Um, the question, though, is uh, you, you ask if you take Ben away. The question then is who replaces Ben? And that's the problem right now. Everybody's yeah. everybody's looking for a quarterback. That quarterback carousel is spinning faster than we can keep up some ty- some days. And so, who do you get to replace him? Um, I think the key is uh, getting getting somebody. Uh, whoever you get to replace them, um, or I, I hope that they can bring somebody in this year. To kind of study under Ben, I think that would be the smart move. Um, but you don't want to go with Alex Smith because Alex Smith doesn't need to lose his leg, and Big Ben is a guy who can, uh, who who's used to taking hits, so he makes up for that offensive line maybe not being the best. Speaking of Alex Smith, what's the news on Alex Smith today? He got released by the Washington Football Team. Yeah. After becoming the comeback player of the year, um, good move, bad move, indifferent move, known move. I, I don't know. I I think that there were rumblings that the team was didn't want him around last year, and only used him when it was absolutely necessary. When Dwayne, when uh, when Haskins bombed and when Kyle Allen got hurt, that's the only reason why he got a shot. Yep. Even though he put in all that work to get back and to to maybe prove to himself that he could still play, which which he can. Yep. So, but I, I think and, at this point, I there think is Alex... spots for him to land. Oh, what was that, Mike? I think there's still spots for him to land. I think there are two. I think it mean even if it's just as a backup or as a bridge QB to a team that drafts a drafts a rookie in the first round that might not quite be ready. And if he's a backup, I would argue he might be the best backup in the NFL. Yep, honestly, I can give you that one. Honestly, I think he he legitimately has starting quarterback potential. Um, and if he gets in the right system, man, the amount of good he could do for a team. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I like Alex Smith. I thought it was a little bit of a... I mean, I can understand where the Washington football team is going, saying that, you know, we, we're going to release you. We, you make too much money, and you're making more money than we want to spend on a quarterback. But who do they have there in that quarterback room that could step up and be that starting quarterback? Is Tyler Henneke going to be that guy, or are they going to trust that Kyle Allen can stay healthy, or are they going to draft a guy? Yeah, it's so much... So much question marks. Yep. And before we get to our Russell Wilson trade, yep. trade, um, another player changed changed teams, and I want to get your opinion on this because I have mine. Yep. JJ Watt goes to Arizona because he wanted to join a team that had a chance to win the Super Bowl. I actually do have some thoughts on this. I, I okay. came up with a decent theory today, but let's hear yours first. Normally, I go first. Um, and spend way more time than I should on a, on a topic. So we're going to let you go first this time, lay your groundwork, and then I'll give you my quick opinion. Sure. Well, for for J.J. Watt saying that I want to go chase a ring, I want to go chase a, a ring and, and uh, play for a Super Bowl, something I've never gotten a chance to do in Houston, why did you choose Arizona? When there were, because Arizona plays in a hard division, as any of those four teams that are in that division could easily win it. 
let alone represent the NFC in the Super Bowl in this year. And to where I think that if money wasn't an option, that he should assign with a team that has a better chance at winning their division and making the playoffs to where I would have thought that he would have signed with Green Bay or Buffalo if he wanted to chase a ring and have an easier path to the playoffs and be on teams that are contending and have made the playoffs. Arizona didn't make the playoffs last year. Yep. Okay, you ready? Go ahead. Okay, first of all, um, where do people go when they want to, to retire? They go to Arizona because it's warm. Well, they also go to Florida. So Tom Brady already yeah. took Florida, so he can't go down there. So J.J. Watt went over to Arizona. Okay. Now, that's that's the joke, Okay. Let's get into the real uh, meat and potatoes of this. One, um, we're going to break down, and I'm going to do this quick because uh, I don't, we don't have, we're not, we want to spend time elsewhere. But one, um, we're going to work on that division. You say all four teams can go to the playoffs, and all four teams can can do a good job of mm-hmm. uh, could potentially be in the Super Bowl next year. Let's look at. San Francisco. Let's start yep. there, okay? Go ahead. What's San Francisco's biggest weakness? Injury Look. prone. Yep. Okay, I'll give you that. Injury so, prone. So who are the people for which J.J. Watt will most be in contact with in uh, in San Francisco? There's two of them I'm thinking of. I think you can guess, but I know one of them you'll, you'll say – Let's keep it going and say who those people are. Okay. One is going to be Kittle. Kittle's going to try to block him. He's going to break Kittle. (laughs) He's a massive man. He will break Kittle. So Kittle – and Kittle's pretty weak. He gets broken a lot. So, boom, Kittle's out. Now they're not that good. Well, they're not – they're still good. They're not great. Well, then, after Kittle's out of the way, who's he going after? Jimmy Garoppolo. And what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo every year, it seems like? Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Okay, so now Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. How good is that team going to be without Jimmy Garoppolo there? If he's if he is their day one starter and if that's the they they continue forward with the way the team is built right now. Okay. So So now the Niners are out. But, yeah, but the Niners but the are Niners, out. Okay, now you, you are making your, you are making your argument saying that the same players that have been injured in the past or not been able to play all 16 games are going to get hurt again. That's all. So next team, Mike. Well, J.J. Watt's going to break them. J.J. Watt okay. is going to go after them and break them. That's what J.J. Watt does. Okay? That's number one. Okay. Number next two. Uh, well, we're going to talk about it in a second, but Russell Wilson's not going to be in Seattle. What's Seattle? What, is Seattle going to be that great of a team? we got to see who they get for a quarterback. And and then you got at least a year before they're going to be proficient in the in the uh, in the way the team playbook and all that stuff is and the culture of the team and are integrated. So now Russell Wilson's out. Okay, well that knocks them down a peg, doesn't it? If Russell Wilson is traded, yes. Okay, That's okay. a big if. Okay. It is but a big if. if but, okay, but, but that right. that conversation is being had. Okay, so, so if. Yep. So let's let's say Russell Wilson stays there. He still doesn't have a good offensive line. Yep. So so yeah, but you don't and know JJ what the And JJ gets offense... to him and breaks him. Okay, using your generalized statement of JJ Watt's going to break him, sure. Okay. Okay. And then the final team, uh we got to look at uh the Rams. The Rams. That one actually has gotten better. But what has Matt Stafford ever really proven to the world? That he could throw yardage. That he's going to he... be playing on his first winning team. Oh, first winning team. He's got to prove to me that he can lead a team to win. Because when he was in, when he was in Detroit, did he ever lead a team in winning? He did not. Okay, and I'm not like, I am. I am saying if you look at it in JJ Watt's mind, you're looking at these pieces. And you're saying, yes, the West is the best. But now you're starting to put some doubt in each one of these teams. 
and you're looking at a Kyler Murray who is just getting better. And he believes that Kyler Murray is a winning quarterback and going to lead this team to win. They just need some help on the defense. So J.J. Watt comes in. This is what I'm saying. This is why J.J. Watt does it. I don't necessarily think that all of these things happen. I don't think that San Francisco's players are going to be hurt this year. Honestly, it's not going to happen. But I I don't think it'll happen. Besides that, uh, is Jimmy G going to still be there when the season starts? Probably not. They probably have somebody either as good, if not better. Okay, so that raises them back up. But these are some of the thoughts that you can have if you're J.J. Watt. You've scouted these teams. You know these these teams are kind of all in flux. And all of them are looking at big changes in their teams. So now... Kyler Murray is the only quarterback potentially okay. will be the only returning quarterback in that division. I I don't think it's I, I don't think it's out of the out of the realm of possibility that Arizona does really well and makes the playoffs and wins the division. I think anybody in that division could win. So Yeah, I mean I, I just see it as all four of these teams, assuming Russell Wilson stays Yep. They're just beating up. They're be- going to beat up on each other, and then you're you're going to be struggling. And you, instead of maybe being on a team like the Packers or the Bills, where you're the number one seed, a number maybe a one or two seed, because even if you win the division, do based off of your record, you're going to be like the fourth seed instead. Okay. And you won't have a chance to play in that, get that first round by, to get a more favorable matchup. Yeah, and that's if the teams stay exactly the same. And, and again, yeah. I'm basing it on teams changing in a in a negative way um teams generally don't trade because they they're trying to get worse except for detroit this year um but if if russell gets traded now so we'll move we'll slightly move slide over to the russell conversation but and that's fine that, um, that's fine so, so if you russell, gets russell traded, wilson can get traded and I'm, this is me kind of making the point of why you don't go to Green Bay. If if Russell Wilson gets traded and he gets traded to the Bears, I think that Bears team becomes a, way better. Not just a little bit better, but they become potentially a Super Bowl contending team. They at least make the conversation, don't they? I would have to see what that team looks like. I, I'd li- I need to know what players they would give up to get Russell Wilson and what it would cost long-term in terms of the draft capital. Okay. Before I say, yeah, they're Super Bowl contenders. I or mean, they're, or they're in the conversation to win the division. So, so I mean, but, but either way, if they can land him, let's just say if they land him, that doesn't guarantee that, that mixes up the NFC North enough that potentially you can't just you, you can't pen in the Green Bay Packers to win the division. They're not a shoe-in anymore. They really Question aren't. For you. Yeah. If the Bears sign Russell Will, get Russell Wilson, who's he throwing to? Well, um, they're going to franchise tag, uh, what's his face? Uh, Robinson. Okay. So now they've franchise tag Robinson. So he's on the on the team so they can throw to him Tariq Cohen catches decently out of the backfield and Jimmy Graham you have three guys he can throw to that do decent Jimmy Graham's a good tight end Robinson is a good wide receiver and Tariq Cohen is a pretty decent receiving back you have three weapons there now yeah it'd be nice if you had one more like even B level wide receiver. But that's okay. You have three you have an A level wide receiver, uh A minus tight end. If you have somebody throwing to him well, Jimmy Graham I would say is an A minus tight end. Okay. What what grade do you give him? I I can't give that tier one tight end. I maybe four he, years ago I could, but he, not now. He okay. He's at the bottom edge of that tier one, top edge of the tier two. So A plus or B plus? Do you want to give him the B plus grading grade then? 
maybe a B. I'd say B plus. Okay, fine. Okay. We'll we'll settle on B. Still, a B level tight end is still a really good tight end. And then Tariq Cohen out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, I I know in past Seattle teams, he's made he's made that offense go with average with average wide receivers, which is what he would have in Chicago minus Allen Robinson if they franchise him and he signs the tag. Okay. If. if. Another think, if. It's I, like Russell Wilson being traded to the Bears is a big if. I think it is. I agree. So on that note, um, some trade proposals we've heard. Uh, three first-round picks is the minimum that it sounds like the Bears are offering. Uh, potentially adding players onto that. What do you think, Rich? Is it worth it? Oh. Well, we've always said that they need to improve that offensive line. Are they going to be able to improve that offensive line by getting a cost-controlled young offensive lineman if they give up their draft picks for the next three years in the second to round, protect Russell Wilson? In the second round, you can get pretty good offensive linemen. In the second round, yeah, you, you'll get good good enough. Assuming that the second round pick isn't in play in the treasure chest of draft picks that would be go to Seattle as well. I mean, you got... What is the most important position in on the field? Quarterback. You got to lock it up. He legitimate... Not me saying it. Not random people thinking it. It has come out from Russell Wilson's camp. It might not have been directly from him, but it it is from his camp. His people are saying the things that that he likes about Chicago is their emerging offensive line. They have some young guys there. They he do. Must be seeing stuff that we're not. I agree. I don't see it. But I'm. Do you think Russell Wilson is going to make this decision without doing his homework? Probably not. Okay. He knows some, he he obviously sees something in that offensive line that we're not. I mean, they had some injuries last year. Yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm still not convinced at that statement, but okay, he sees it. Now, um Calherd said today, uh and it kind of made me convinced. He he said, "Look at Look at Tom Brady going to Tampa. Did anybody have that on the radar until Tom Brady started leaking things out? Not really. No. Why? Because he was doing his homework. He knew exactly who was doing what, where, when, and why. And he went for the team he thought was the best fit for him and that he could do some work with. And honestly... I got to think Russell Wilson's thinking the same thing. That's why Chicago's on that list. So, you know, I don't think he would have said that 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 Chicago would have been on that list if it wasn't for him truly thinking that he could do something there. I'm on board. Let's go get him. And if it takes three first round picks and Khalil Mack and uh and Nick Foles I'm all game. I'd be okay with that. Are you saying you're not? I I I want to see what's in this trade proposal before I get on board. I, I really do. Now, Rich, I I have to ask these questions because I see your I facial expressions, and those on Facebook can see them. But you got to let our people on our podcast know. They got to hear your thoughts on it. So, I, I know. I, I it's a tough one. Why? Why it's a tough one for okay, me. Okay, what what's the downside of it? What's the downside? If you only have Russell Wilson for four years on that contract, yep. Assuming that you don't extend him, yep. And I I don't know. I think the draft capital that you're going to have to give up to get him, and the added salary that's going to go onto your books because of the contract that Russell Wilson signed, yep it's going to make it harder for you to build around him and fill the holes on the team that you can't fill because you gave up those draft picks for the next three or four years. 
if it's all just the first round, if it's all just the first round, you can get defensive decent defensive linemen. You can get decent receivers in the second and third rounds. Correct. If the Bears knew how the draft, yes. Uh, well, okay. So even if they didn't, even if they had those picks, you're so your your same statement. That statement there. If if they knew how to draft, if they had those picks, would you trust those picks anyway? It's a tough one. I I know I don't have much. I, I know I'm not giving you much to work with. I, but I just I, think I, it, I still want to see what these trade proposals are. They're they're what they do with the draft. With the draft sucks. What's our last number one pick? Our last first round pick that we had. Who's the last person we drafted in the first round? It's been a while because we traded that. We traded to Cleo Mack to get that. I'll give you a hint. This will be the f- the fifth year that it happened. Five years ago, it happened. He might have had an option this year. I thought we drafted Roquan Smith as well. No. No, it was Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was our last first-round pick. Hmm. Okay. Because we gave up the next two years for him and then three years for um, – or we gave up the next year for him – and then three years for Cleo Mack. Or something of that effect. So, yeah, it was... We haven't had one since Mitch Trubisky. Do you really trust them to, to make wise decisions with first-round draft picks? Do you think Russell would be... Do you think we would draft anybody as good as Russell in the next three years? Probably not. Do you think we would draft anybody in the next a combination of three people that would improve our team as much as Russell Wilson would. Probably not. Okay. Then why not give up three first round picks for him? Your honor. I rest my case. All right. I'll give that one to you. Okay. Then finally, how about some wacky rules proposals by the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I did read a little bit about it and it's got, it's got the bill. It's got the bill Belichick stamp of approval too. Only likes it. Only proposal number two. They they actually proposed two different rule changes for the um for the the overtime rules. Okay. By the way, this would be the third change in overtime rules in the last nine years. How ridiculous! Okay, so proposal number one: a ten minute period determined by a coin flip. Pit. Position and possession is what they call this. So, Rich, you and we'll pretend you and I are the captains. Okay. There's a coin flip. You call heads, it comes up heads. You get to choose one of two things. You can either you can defer, or you can pick, pick position or possession. If you pick position, you decide. Where on the field the ball goes. Now, you can say our offensive one-yard line. Or you can say our defensive 20-yard line. I don't know why you would say that. I'm just... You can say anywhere on the field. You you determine where. Okay? So you picked that position. Now, I get to choose possession. I can either take the ball... You say the first, the one yard line. I can either take the ball there and hope that I can get out of the end zone, or I can take defense and hope that I can keep you from scoring. No matter what happens, whoever scores the first wins the game. If it does not, nobody scores by the end of the first uh, period or by of the end of the ten minutes. Game's over. It's a tie. That's proposal okay. number one. Okay. What was proposal number two? Proposal number two. This is the, this has been getting known as the Bill Belichick proposal. Mm-hmm. A seven and a half minute overtime period. You play the full seven and a half minutes, and it doesn't matter how you if you score first, 
how much you score first, any of that stuff. It's just seven and a half minutes, and whoever's winning at the end wins, and if it's still tied, it goes down as a tie. Okay, what's the third one, Mike? Those are the only two that I know of. Did, oh. you, did you have a third? No, I don't think so. No, I I, think those are the two that I've heard. Thoughts? You know, I, I think 10 minutes is a little bit long for an overtime period. Um, I mean, conceptually, if you do the one-yard line thing where y- you get it at, the, at your defensive one-yard line, and you have and 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 you have possession, so it's your opponent's offensive one yard line. Yeah, I I hadn't heard of it being. I I hadn't thought of it as all right. We're going to choose possession. We're going to choose the the position of the ball, and we're going to put it on our one yard line. I would put it on the on our offensive one yard line. So. Yeah, you, you get to pick our anywhere. goal to go. Our goal to go is one line. Yep. If you say, all right, all right, we'll choose defense. See what happens. Um, well, if you if you choose offense, let's say the other team chooses offense, then you're at the one yard line. If you get a safety, you win the game. You're hoping for a safety at that point because there's hardly any you with a with a defensive play with a with a center. Being under center, you are standing in the end zone from the one if the ball is on the one yard line. Like if I'm a defense, if I'm if I'm choosing, I, that's what I do every time. If it's this position and possession. Uh, yeah, I I think the caveat of it also was they got if you if you took if you won the flip and you said possess and you said spot and you spotted the ball the other team also got to choose the side of the field that it was going to be put on so where if there's wind yep. they could make you go against the wind to drive all the way down the field to get that touchdown um or get in the and, field goal range and, to pick to get a point get some points on the board and that might be uh i don't know that side of it but i know that the other team gets to choose who has possession of the ball one team gets to pick where the ball is placed. One team gets to pick who has possession of the ball. So if you always put it on your offensive one-yard line, then you're either going for a safety or you instantly have a free field goal. Right? I hadn't read not too much into this, to, to be honest with you. Okay, sorry. I, I mean, I, that's okay. It was just something that I was listening to today. Like, I'm the one coming up with the one yard line concept. I can believe that. I'm the one coming up with that. They, they were saying, oh, you'll put it on the on the twenty yard line, like the the offensive twenty yard line. If the other team like gets a touchback. it, like like a touchback. So right. either you're defending twenty yards. Or you're just driving back. You're driving 80 yards yeah. to to win the game, just like you would if it was a touchback. Right. And that, I believe that's the way I read it when I when I did read skimmed an article about it. But when you when you read it, you can you can choose anywhere on the field. They don't they don't say that it has to be between here and here. From my understanding, when I read it, I didn't see that. So why wouldn't you put it on the on your offensive one yard line and either they give you the ball and you get a free you get a free field goal or they take the ball and you go after getting the safety that's how that's how i would play it every time okay if that's I'm, fair now now keep in mind this is just a proposal lots right. of rule changes get lots of rule changes get proposed in the off season very few of them actually get approved and added to the game no i totally agree oh you are correct there is a there was a third proposal you you are correct. I forgot about the third proposal. Mm-hmm. Reviewable pa- uh, roughing the passer. Yep. That. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, for those that are listening on the podcast, Rich is making a. Yeah. Why the it, hell it, are you thinking this? Like we've already gone through reviewable penalties and it doesn't yeah. work. 
roughing the passer is very much a judgment called where I think that would be too tough to what, what are the grounds to say that what are the grounds to overturn that? Yeah. The other side is, um, I mean, are we going to make it less subjective? Because if we aren't, if somebody is within a yard of Brady and breathes in his general direction, that's considered roughing the passer. If you, so as the if so as you, a team, if so, if there isn't a roughing the passer call, play called, could you throw the red flag and say, "I'd like to challenge that"? As I think that was roughing the passer. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, if that if it was like a third and long, and you you saw your quarterback take a big hit, and it didn't get called, could you throw your could you throw the red hanky out there and say, "I'd like to challenge that as roughing the passer"? Conce- just to see if you could get it. Conceptually, yeah, you could. It's dumb. So I don't like it. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't like that idea. I, I can get, yeah, I could get, I think I could get behind the, the, uh, the choose the spot of the ball or offense or defense thing. So I think it, it would take a little bit, uh, it'd take luck out of the equation to, if you could get heads or tails. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't mind the current overtime structure. Yeah, and I don't it kind either. of sucks if the if you're the team that receives and you score a touchdown, game's over. But I I, I think I'd Why rather don't we see go a back? hybrid. I like the old system where it was, um, where it was a hundred percent, uh, sudden death. So even if your team went, drove down the field, kicked a field goal, game over. I I don't care. You shouldn't put. If you deserve, you only deserve to win. I mean, truthfully, you only deserve to win the game if you win it in regulation. That's why why I kind of like hockey, where hockey rewards you more for winning in 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 regulation than they do for winning in overtime. But it's neither here nor there. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather see both teams get a possession, regardless of whether a touchdown is scored or whether a Field goal is kicked. So more like where, a court, more like a college type. Yeah, I, I think I like the college type better. To where if the other team drives down the field and also scores a touchdown, then at that point it comes down to the only way you could end the game is if you if you went or if, as the second team scoring a touchdown, the game could be over. If you went for like maybe a two point conversion instead of kicking the extra point to tie the game, or you have to turn around and give the kick the ball back off and you play for the rest and then the next possession is sudden death. Okay. Um, well, that's enough NFL talk, Mike. Yep. Did you see what's coming up next? I was just going to ask you that myself. Is it a left turn, Rich? I think it is a left turn, Mike. And followed by another left turn because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. That's right, the NASCAR corner. So last week, the guys were down in Miami uh, for the Dixie Vodka 400. Uh, your race winner was William Byron. Um, Mike, your pick of Kevin Harvick came in fifth. My pick of Joey Lugano came in 25th. That means that uh, I am ahead 2-1 to one this year for the NASCAR Pick'em. However, it's time for the Fantasy NASCAR Shoutout. Fantasy NASCAR shout-out today is brought to you by Rich. Looking it up on his phone like he always does. <laughs> I had it already queued up, but my phone reset itself. Oh, I was trying to draw it out so that you had some time to get to it. That's okay. So uh, this week, uh, the Funk House, uh, Tony, uh, came away with the most points this week with 180. Um, Solomon came in second at 166. Mike, we didn't do too well. As uh, I only came away with 147, you had 145. Man, that gap between you guys and me is just getting bigger and bigger. Uh. It is. Overall, I, I'm still in first place. Mike, you're on the opposite end of the standings as you're in fourth place. I have it's bourbon. time to pick it up, Mike. I have bourbon, at least. You do. 
Use that garage driver, Mike. I think there were times where you could have scored more points. Um, I actually if went. Had, if you would... time out, I went to put change my garage driver out right before the uh, the what's it called happened, and apparently my signal was so far behind I couldn't change it. Couldn't change it. Right. Okay. I legitimately went in to change. Uh, it was actually um, the ra- the the road course at Daytona. Where, no, that was in the final laps. It was, uh, no, it was last week's race. I went to put move Matt Benedetto out and put Martin Truex in, and it wouldn't let me. Mm. So. And you're using the app, not the desktop. Yes, I was using the oh. app. Weird. Yeah. So, so I just want to get your opinion before we give our give our thoughts on the Pennzoil 400 out in Vegas. Is that I think it was. Um, Larry Reynolds made a interesting point when it was seeming like William Byron was going to pull away with the victory saying that, you know, if I had told you the very, at the very beginning of the year that your three race winners were going to be McDowell, McDowell, Byron and bell. Would you believe me? No, no, me neither. No. This really puts, this really could put a numbers crunch on the playoffs this year to where you might have to win a race to get into the playoffs because McDowell, Byron and uh, Bell, no matter how they do the rest of the year, they're going to make the playoffs. Yep. They're locked in. They could bomb and finish outside of the top 20 every single week and they still make the playoffs. Yep. And that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. So I, I have no problems with that. Um, you got to win races. And I think, I mean, if we keep seeing guys that you don't expect to win, win, uh, it's going to shake it up. And I like that. That's kind of the point of that, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I would have never thought that those three guys would have won the race. I mean, I know that the Daytona 500 is kind of a crap shoot and to where anybody can win that race. But the other two races, I was not expecting Bell and Byron to be contenders in those races. I agree. But I, Byron, I think William Byron deserves a little bit more than that. Okay. He races on a good team. He's got, I mean, he, they, he wouldn't be. We know that, that Mr. Hendricks knows drivers, correct? Yeah. So he wouldn't have William Byron in one of his cars if he didn't think he could he could be a contender. And he doesn't put crap out there. So it's not a Byron winning as much as it's somewhat of a surprise, it's still not a surprise because he's on, he's on a team that has skills or has proven themselves in the past. So not not super surprised, but it it's good to see him finally doing what I think he f- he should have been doing for a while now. So okay, all right, Mike. So let's go down to the Pennzoil 400. Yep. Uh, so the guys are going to be leaving the state of Florida and they're going to go cross country to go out to the desert to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Yep. So Mike, you have the honors. Who is your pick to win? Kurt Busch. Any reason for that? Uh, hometown. Hometown race. Okay. Yeah. Him he and did his, win, if he you, won one of the races last year in Vegas, didn't he? Yep. So, Rich, who are you picking? I'm going to go with the pole setter, Kevin Harvick. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Um, you're going to hear his name a lot this year. Yeah. And it, deservedly so. Like, whether or not we really want him to be the guy, like, he's good. Not a bad pick. It, it, you gotta You got to use him sparingly. I, I know. I think it'll be the it'll be the second time on the fantasy NASCAR side. Uh, speaking of fantasy NASCAR, Mike, any advice? Any any guys? Any maybe lineup advice that you put in for this week? Um, you know what? This is this is your typical mile and a half track. Last week we were at a mile and a half oval. This week we're at a mile and a half tri oval. Uh, pretty pretty standard track. Uh, any this really is one of those. It's kind of anybody's race. But it's more over your veteran guys. Look at look to your veterans again. Um, your 
your guys like uh, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch. I I hate saying it, but Kyle Busch is always a good one at this track too. Um, sleeper veteran pick, Ryan Newman. Okay. He likes really high on Ryan Newman. It looks like every single race this year. Hey, he's he's gonna he's good. Yeah, probably the smartest guy in NASCAR. All right. I mean, for this race, when I set up my lineup, I I did all. I also looked at the veteran guys, and the guys that you expect to run at the front of the lineup. Uh, The guys that you didn't mention in your amongst your veteran drivers to maybe look at to use would probably be uh, Martin Truex and Brad Keselowski. Yep. As well. Okay, and it's time to head out of the NASCAR corner. Okay, heading from the desert of Las Vegas to the desert of Arizona as we look at the Cactus League with spring training baseball. Mostly because we're looking at the Cubs. So, Rich, uh, thoughts on what you've seen slash listened to slash read the Cubs are how the Cubs are doing this spring training so far. What do they need to sort out? And uh, what uh, what's your thoughts on their depth chart? You know, I I don't mind their depth. Um, the starting I think areas that they might need to get ironed out before they uh, head up north to Chicago would probably be probably be a plan of what they're going to do at second base. Yep, in my opinion, and who's gonna Maybe who's going the pecking order for the bullpen, which is a yearly question for every team, I think. Yep. And uh, who's going to be that final rotation guy? Yeah. Pretty standard, though. I, I, I like the depth chart overall. There, there's some good depth so if you want. It's just that second base seems to be a little bit of a hole for me. They, they uh, like. They like. They like uh, Bodie there. Nico, they do like Bodie there. He can. Bodie and uh, Nico Horner. It just comes down to Nico Horner is there the, with the glove. It's just I don't know if his bat is major league ready yet. Yeah, and can the team is the team willing to accept accept maybe a hitter that isn't ready? It, it, are they ready? Are they going to accept his bat so they can have better defense? I think, and and with Horner again. Uh, I've listened to every game but last night's, and that's because it wasn't being broadcast on any radio station. Uh, not even on the app? Not on the app. Wow. The uh, Neither Chicago nor L.A. Uh, chose to bro- uh, broadcast games yet, Ooh. and so neither team had a broadcast team there, so the MLB at-bat app did not have anybody to listen to. Ooh. I also was at birthing class, so I didn't have time to listen either way. But, okay. But... Um, but Nico Horner seems to be doing all right. Um, he, it really sucks for him that he missed out last year. Triple um, A would have been great for him last year. Being on that cusp and seeing the pitching there, yeah, it's a whole nother level when you get up to the to the show. But Triple A is what you need. And getting a whole year under his belt in AAA would have been, done amazing things for his bat catching up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems like they feel that his bat is good enough and ready to develop and will develop fast enough that he could do it this year. Okay. So I I like the, the Nico Horner uh, talk. Um, Nick Martini? Or no, is it Nick Martini? The outfielder? Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I could. I've heard some things about him being a comeback player. Yep. Maybe being a good pinch hit pinch hit guy off the bench. Yep. He's been doing he's been lighting it up. Um hard to say though, like I don't think that he'll be I don't know it's hard for me to think that they'll actually bring him right away. Um, I don't know that he's again. He doesn't have the defense prowess to make it into the to the outfield regularly. And can they afford a roster spot, right, for a for a guy that's going to be used as a pinch hitter? Right. That's and that's the hard part. 
I mean, it's the same reason that you brought up why the the players don't want. I don't know if we had this discussion on on the podcast, but the players don't want the DH, the universal DH, because they're realizing that it's going to guys that actually can play and, and come into the rota- come into the to play defense and hit because those are much more valuable than just a guy that can get up there and, and swing the bat. Mm-hmm. And They'd so, rather have the depth. Yeah. They'd rather have depth on their roster and not carry a guy. I mean, the guy. I mean, there. I think at this point, there's really only one guy in the major leagues that comes to mind that's just a pure hitter, and that's Nelson Cruz. Um, most of the other DHs also could play the field if 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 necessary. Uh, I would argue, uh, one of our least favorite and most fun guys to make fun of, uh, Albert Pujols has has gotten okay. to, to the age where he's pretty much if he has to go out there he will but for the most part he's not going out to the field okay i can give that one to you and and the angels seem to be content with that so but back to the cubs um the depth chart looks great they have a lot of guys it's been great to see what a lot of their triple a level guys are doing uh, even after basically having an entire year off, um, seeing that that they're still doing decent workout stuff, um, I'm a little confused uh, th- so far in spring training with the amount that. Yes, I know you have a minimum amount of major leaguers that have to be in the lineup, but it seems like Grandpa Rossi has been putting um, most of the starting lineup um, in the starting lineup every day. Um, and we've well, there's a limited amount of players that you have in the big league camp this year as well. Yeah, it's 72. You can have 72 guys in your big league camp right now. They have 40 pitchers. They only have 71 guys, by the way. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't have just one of those. You have bring an extra guy. But unless they're planning on picking up a, a big free agent like... Uh, 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 oh, I just thought I lost his name. Will Farrell. Remember last year when Will, was it two years ago when Will Farrell got, got traded through the entire league in two days of spring training? It was one day of spring training because he was trying to make an appearance at every single position for for different teams in the course of one day. Yeah. So, unless they're looking to sign a guy like that. But, I, yeah, they only have 71 guys out there. But you have 40 pitchers. Is what I, I think is what the number that I heard. 40 or 41 pitchers. That leaves you 30 guys. Why are we playing our normal starting our our day one starting lineup as our starting lineup every day and having all but maybe one or two positions be those those normal starters? All right, but how many innings? You you've been listening to these you've been listening to them to to the games I I, I haven't because okay. I'm, I'm I'm working during the while they're on the line. I'm working on there. I'm working too. Well, how many? I'm innings? working too. I, I know. I'm not saying you have, I, we have different hours though. Well, I'm also allowed to Slightly listen to different. I'm also allowed to listen to it while I'm working and you're not. So that's yes. the big so, thing. Um, but how many innings are those starters playing? So there's been a couple games. The first game, I think they went uh, three or four innings. So one or two at bats. Yeah. How um, is that any different than the, any other spring training? The second game, they went four or five innings. I, I just, it would be nice to see. And then today they made it like they, they all went, they went like once through the lineup and then started getting guys out of there already. So he's starting that, to bring it back. That's no, that's normal for the start of spring training. I would yeah, I think you'd mix it up a little bit more than that, but that's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's I just, Grandpa Rossi is doing things a little bit different than I would, and that's fine. 
I'm not a big league manager. I just know that if I was doing some of this stuff, I would do it a little bit differently. That's all I'm saying, Rich. Okay. Um, but no, I've been happy with it. Um, it's it's a little strange. Um, I have so again, Pat and Ron are have not broadcast a game yet, and so because of that, uh, I've been having to listen to Seattle radio. Uh, Padres. Padres. Dodgers were yesterday. Who was? To... I don't remember who all they were, but they had the Indians. I think they oh, played the, the Indians. Indians yeah, last night. Indians radio. Uh, so yeah, I got to listen to all those guys, uh, which was a little odd. I mean, it's kind of nice. Um, and then I I also have been listening to the Twins game because they play at noon, and you know I just love baseball, and I just <laughs> have been wanting baseball. Uh, the best thing so far about spring training, Rich. What's that? hearing fans cheer when things happen. Yeah. Like a lot of actual fans cheering, not piped in crowd noise. Oh, it's so good. Speaking of which, before we get out of baseball, as we are getting ready to do, uh, did you hear the announcements um, announcement from the Atlanta Braves today? I did not. They are expecting, not not just planning and expecting, on having a full uh, stadium for the All Star Game this year. Ooh, okay. So good news on that. So, hey, there's that. Anything else you want to talk about before we head on to the NCAA tournament? Just as a this this would be our quick hits. I don't think we're going to do yeah. our All Star draft because that's no. not. I mean, it, it already happened. Uh, and LeBron won that one, by the way. That team is unbeatable, but it's neither here nor there. Uh, NC, is anything else in baseball you want to talk about? Not really. Okay, um, big t- or NCAA tournament is coming up this month, folks. If you want, if you are listening, and we've said this to you before, but if you are listening, we are going to share out both on our face on our Facebook page as Balls and Sticks, the podcast Facebook page, and the fans of Balls and Sticks. The Facebook page, um, our tournament pickup. We ask that you go there and join. If you're listening to us, get on there. You can join our Balls and Sticks, the podcast tournament pickup, and uh, we will be giving shoutouts for that. Normal pointing points for that coming up uh, in just a couple weeks. Next week we have our our uh, conference tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. Including the Big Ten. So that's exciting. Um, speaking of that, um, do you have do you have anything else to say before I go on to the next point? No, no, no. Okay. You you can get on your soapbox about how I, you think. I'm, it's not a soapbox. You keep saying I'm getting on my soapbox. I'm I know. Just, I'm looking at the facts right now, and if you look at the AP poll as of right now, there will be two number one teams in the uh, two. Number one seeded teams from the Big Ten, Illinois and Michigan. There will be two number two teams seeded from the Big Ten, Iowa and what was the other one? I thought you said Ohio State. Yeah, Iowa and Ohio State, yep. And then uh, there is likely to be at least two more Big Ten teams. So this is six Big Ten teams uh, ranked at at least at six or better. All right, which, which is exciting for the conference or just Big Ten fans. Um, and the Blue Bloods, most of the Blue Bloods are looking like they might not even make the tournament. You're saying teams like uh, Duke in North Carolina may not have high seeds this year? Not just not have high seeds. There is chances that some of those teams won't even make the tournament. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, like the Jayhawks are not doing well. Kansas Jayhawks are doing terribly this year. They're, a lot of the Blue Bloods are doing su- seriously bad this year, and it looks like they may not even make the tournament, let alone have a high seed. So, so the so the bubble of getting a bunch of freshmen 
to be one and done, do you create your teams might be bursting a little bit? I wouldn't say that yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. This year's freshman one and doneers are not the caliber that we've seen in the past. But that doesn't mean that that concept is not the way to go. So. Okay. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll try and uh, we'll share, try and share the link so that you can join the join our tournament pick'em page. Um, so watch for that to go live. And we kind of we kind of talked a little bit about it. Of we might do. Uh, we're trying to still need to discuss the finishing touches for a fantasy baseball league as well. That'll be hitters only. Uh, but for score, we haven't decided on a scoring format or the number of hitters for, or positions to fill out the roster yet. So uh, watch for that. Uh, there was a poll about it as well on our fan page. Uh, so if you do want to join, uh, make sure to either send us a message with your email address or just put it in the comments of that poll if you would like to join our league. That is, that is should be, hopefully, will uh, be finalized uh, this weekend. Yep. Um, so if you are watching us on Facebook and you decide that you just want to hear our voices, you can go to anywhere you get your podcasts and check us out. If you're listening to if they're listening to us on Podcast Rich and they want to see our faces or participate in our poll questions, give it to them one more time. What should they do? Uh, head on over to uh, to the Facebook and uh, search for Balls and Sticks, and you can find the live feed on both our fan page or on the actual Balls and Sticks um, Balls and Sticks page. Okay, I have two shout-outs that I forgot to do last week. I actually have three shout-outs, uh, I think. Okay. Uh, did I say Jonathan's birthday was last Saturday? You did. Okay, so I only have two shout-outs. Uh, my, my niece Haley's birthday was kind of last week, but kind of not all at the same time. She's a leap day baby, so she Ooh. hasn't had a birthday this year, but she's a year older. Okay. Um, shout-out number two. Shout out number two, my sister-in-law, Jenna Hart. Her birthday was Monday. Awesome. Happy birthday to you guys. So, um, Do we have any comments since this was a night show? No comments and no thumbs up, but we do have to give a shout out to uh, Austin Skripek for joining the fan page this week. So, nice. Thank you very much, Austin. Uh, thanks for joining Hopefully you can participate and uh, jump in. Um, folks, thank you so much. Uh, love seeing you out here. Um, if you're listening, thank you so much. Uh, like us. Uh, I'm going to try to put our – I'm going to see if I can put links in the description of our for both the fan page and our Balls and Sticks page. Hopefully I can get that to work correctly. Not sure. Uh, but other than that, Rich, what's it time to do? Is it time to roll the outro? Uh, it is, but I just yeah. messed it up. Oh. There we go. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. <laughs>